Good morning, ladies. I hope that you are having an amazing start to the week. Happy Monday. I am happy that it's Monday. I love a good Monday. Um, if you are joining us live for this podcast, you got the red live up. If you want to catch us live, you can see us weekly in the Fit and Faithful Moms group on Faith uh, Facebook. I clearly haven't been awake enough. <laughs> yet today. Um, we are on Facebook in the Fit and Faithful Moms group live recording this podcast every morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can always catch us on any podcast app. After that, it gets uploaded on Tuesday. So you can catch us on Spotify, Anchor, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Samsung, whatever your favorite podcast app is. That's where you can listen to and hear all of the weekly trainings in one spot, which makes it nice and easy. For you guys, good morning, Jenny. I hope you're doing well. As always, we're going to start off with prayer. We've got an awesome conversation today where we're going to be talking about motivation. And so many of us wait to have motivation to get started, right? Um, we put up a post last week. Is it time or is it the workouts that are holding you back, which should be the reasons we're not starting, but so many of us in there said motivation. And we're going to break down why waiting for motivation means that you're never going to get started. <laughs> so let's break down what we need to do to get and sustain motivation, but also what we need to do to get started, to get moving, to get closer to your goals. If you have anything that you would like prayer for, please let me know. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. Good morning, Savannah. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. <laughs> you can let me know if I said that right. I always hate messing up names. I think that's one of, besides not being able to teach children, one of the other reasons I couldn't be a teacher, I'd be like, I don't know what, how to say your name. We're going to skip over it. <laughs> I don't want to butcher it. Um, if you need any prayer, please comment below. Remember this group is here so we can have support, so we can gain motivation, so we can surround each other with like-minded people who are moving forward in the same direction that we're going. Um, use the group, ask for prayer, step out of your comfort zone, put a prayer request in there and you'll be surprised what God will do with your step of faith in stepping outside of your comfort zone. So if you need something for um, specific, please, oh yes, I got it right. Please comment below. Let me know. We'll um, read through it live. If there is um, something you just don't want to talk, talk about, keep it with the Lord. That's perfectly fine too. You can drop an emoji below and we will pray for you. Um, I need to help my dog real quick. Remix, come here. <laughs> Who is stuck to my mat for some reason? Oh, He's like walking around and his collar got stuck on the welcome mat. Poor guy. All right, Lord, we will open up with you. Father, I thank you so much for this beautiful day. Father, thank you for guiding us together, surrounding us um, with each other. Lord, we just bow down to you. Your ways are bigger than ours. Your knowledge is bigger than ours. Father, we just um, lift our arms to you this morning and get down on our knees and just give whatever we've been holding on to, to you. Father, we've tried on our own. We try to have control. We try to plan all the things out and we know how that ends and just feeling overwhelmed and feeling smushed down. And Lord, we're taking our backpacks of shame. We're taking our backpacks of burden. We're taking our backpacks of perfection and pride and doing it all ourselves and just laying it down at your feet this morning. Father, I thank you for the spirit that is going to speak um, into these women this morning because Lord, I am nothing without you. So thank you for filling me and for speaking to these women. It is not me, it is you. So Lord, use me as a vessel. I thank you for um, this group. I thank you for these women. I thank you for the brokenhearted, um, for ones that are feeling so weighed down. I just ask that we give what we're holding so tightly onto up to you. Remind us that we don't pray with fists closed. We give and we pray and we praise with our hands stretched open 
towards you. Father, help us each day to give up a little bit more of what we're trying to control and, and remember that it's you that's in control. We love you. We praise you. And in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. All right. I got it right. And no one else ever does. (laughs) I will take it. Good morning, Irene. So we're talking about motivation today. And like I said, um, a lot of us are waiting for motivation to get started. We say, all right, I want um, to get healthy and I'm going to start. And then we don't really do the things in the beginning we need to do to set up our goals, to set up a plan, to set up our drive of motivation. We just go, well, today I'm just going to go and be better. But we have no way to really gauge what better is. So I am not a super fan of spreadsheets or anything like that, but I have to do them, right? When you have a business, I need to know what's going on. I see how many people are coming into the group every day. I know how many conversations I'm having. It's not like my joy to track down numbers and track things, but it is something I have to do to get to where I want to be. So that's a, a business thing, right? But the same applies to your health. You can't just say I'm going to be better than yesterday and have no gauge of where you were yesterday or no metric to where you want to be down the line. How am I going to be better today than I was tomorrow when I have no way to see where I can improve from yesterday? When I have no way to see how am I going to measure and get to and put a plan in action to where I want to be? I'm just sort of winging it. Oh, just be better today than you were yesterday. That's a great piece of advice, but I don't remember what I had for breakfast two hours ago. So how am I supposed to remember how to be better than I was yesterday when I can't remember really everything I ate or everything I did or what happened yesterday? So let's say you start tracking your food. We talked about this yesterday or last week, tracking our food and going through um, just little things like, all right, I don't need a spreadsheet for my life, but I do need to start tracking something. And I can take my phone with the hundred and thousands of different apps out there to say, all right, I'm going to track my food. Now I can say, I'm not going to beat myself up, but I'm going to say, this is where I was yesterday. Here's my room for improvement today. I am going to work at getting better, staying in my calorie budget, making sure that I'm not overindulging so that when you get to the bowl of chips, you're motivated not to eat the whole bowl because you want to be better than you were yesterday. If you ate the whole bowl of chips, you'd have a thousand, two thousand calories and you go, oh, that's not getting me closer to where I want to go. So I'm going to track that. I'm going to be motivated not to eat that because of what I did yesterday in tracking the food. So that's your first part. You have to have a base of where you are so you know where you want to be. That's when your motivation starts kicking in. You go, ah. So waiting for motivation to get you off the couch is not going to do it. You need to set a plan in place. You need to go, all right, yesterday I sat on the couch all day. I don't want to be sitting on the couch forever. I don't want to be bedridden when I'm 65. I don't want to lose mobility of my muscles. I I want strength. I want to honor this body. So I'm going to get up and walk for five minutes today. That comes to part two. You need to set up a goal. I want to be better than I was yesterday. All right, well, we started tracking. That gives us a little bit of motivation to stay on track, to be better than we were yesterday. But now where do we want to go in the future? Where do we want to end up? We can't just have this this magical goal that we keep changing. No, we need a finite goal that we need to look forward to. So yes, I want to do better than I did yesterday, but what do I have to do today to get to where I want to go tomorrow? So yes, we need to look back. We also need to look forward. 
So my goal is I want to, I want to walk for 30 minutes without stopping for breaks, without being so out of breath. I want to get up the stairs without being winded. I want to do chores around the house without being exhausted. I want to run and play a soccer game with my daughter or my son outside and not be the reason they can. I want to hike a mountain. Great. Let's get some concrete things that you want to work towards on paper, on writing, as the background on your phone, on your fridge and go, I'm now doing this because I'm motivated to get there. Not because I'm waiting on motivation to come to me. It's never going to just come to you. Motivation, unless I'm a little sick in the head when it comes to things. I'm very type A, but I'm also OCD and I'm also ADD. So that weird blend is like, oh, you want me to do something? I am going to do it. And I am too stubborn once I say yes (laughs) to not to do it. So I'm going to get it done. And it's going to be all weird because that's where the ADD comes in. It's going to take a while, but I'm too determined to not do what I just said yes to. Unless you're a little weird in the head like me, you're going to need some motivation to boost you up and go, how do I get there? You looking for a beach body is not motivation. That's not a motivation driven thing because who determines what a beach body is? Are you looking at some unrealistic expectation of someone else on the beach? Are you waiting to feel confident in getting in a bathing suit? And feeling confident isn't really a motivational tool to get you to where you want to go. I want to feel confident. Well, I feel confident right now in Jesus because he made me who I am. That's great. Is that going to get you off the couch? Your feeling of confidence? Probably not. That's not going to get you moving closer to your goal. Oh, I just want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. How well has that worked out for like the generations before us? We've just been lurking on, on just the number on the scale. That's clearly not working for motivation because when you're in front of your favorite treat or when you're around your friends or you're going out, that number on the scale all of a sudden doesn't matter anymore. You're just like, whatever you know, it is what it is. I'll start again tomorrow. How often do we say that? The number and a vision of someone else's body isn't going to be motivating for you. You have to have a goal that makes sense for you. You have to have a reach that you're looking to do that matters to you, not to anyone else. Not to, you know, some body, literal body that you can't ever get into. That's not going to be helpful. So we need to set up specific things and go, all right, my decision to change has to be bigger than my desire to sit on the couch. So how big does it have to be? That, that's up to you. I want to run a 5K and I want to run it in April. Great goal, because guess what? It's March and you only have until April to get it done. Where are my procrastinators at? Like we sometimes work best under that pressure. Like, okay, I recently had a nutrition certification and I was like, you know, (laughs) I know I need to do this. When is this due? When do I need to recertify? When do I need to um, get these courses done? And it was May 5. I'm like, all right, when is that? May. And I realized this two weeks ago. But guess what? I go, all right, I need to get 45 courses done by May. So a year's worth of work (laughs) in two months. Now I can easily say, what is this per day that I need to do? I need to do one hour and 15 minutes a day of studying this nutrition information so that I will pass this test. My motivation isn't just to study the information. My motivation really isn't to learn more about nutrition, right? It is to pass the test that I paid for and need to keep these certifications going and live and doing what I'm doing. So you need to have a big enough goal that's going to motivate you to do what you want to do. A beach body isn't going to motivate you. 
because summer wait, you're like, well, it is what it is. I'll wait until next year. A number on the scale, well, I'll just figure that out tomorrow. I'll just figure it out the next day. And it's always when, and the world does this, when we do it for self-gain, we don't get anything back. If your goal is to look good, it's not always going to work out that way. When we start saying, I'm not doing this for me, I'm not doing this for self-gain, I'm not doing this to look a certain way, to get compliments, to be the mom with the six pack, to cause jealousy, even if you're not really thinking it, but you want to just strut your stuff. There's a difference between that and confidence, by the way. When you do it for self-gain, which the world is preaching you to do, just lose the 10 pounds, just take off your mom gut, hurry up and get back in shape. Like, what are you waiting for? You should have been here by now. You're way behind. The world's telling us these things. The Lord and the Bible tells us we will reap what we sow. If you're doing it for self-gain reasons, you're never going to be happy. Your mindset's not going to change. You could be a size zero, your dream body, and you're still going to be upset not confident, not satisfied, not fulfilled because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So we need to do it because the Lord told us to. We're not just in these bodies. We're not just hanging out, you know, waiting to die. We're doing God's work. There is a calling on each and every person under my voice. There is a calling under every woman in this group, there is a calling and a purpose for your life. Are you going to be able to fulfill your purpose that has been given to you before you were even born with how you're treating your body right now, how you are fueling it, how you're talking to it, how you're fueling it with hydration? Guess what? All the caffeine in the world isn't going to fuel you any further. It is just going to give you anxiety. (laughs) Caffeine is like a good thing in small doses, but we like praise caffeine and we just wish I could have an IV tap of caffeine coffee in me. No, you need to go to bed. Like you need to sleep and rest. The Lord said we needed to give the land rest so that it will grow. We're not resting at all. We are thinking as women, all the things we have to do. And then guess what? Your motivation is so low because you're so spread thin and you're doing all the things because we got to be on the PTA and then we got to do the, this, and then we got to take all the kids to all the, the sports and do all the things we can say no to certain things so that we are taken care of. Like saying no is okay to certain things so that we can do the will that, that the purpose that God has put into our lives, stop doing it for self-righteous reasons, numbers, bathing suits, and looks, and start thinking, no, Jesus died on a cross, gave me this body that is filled with the spirit, and I'm going to treat it with respect, and I'm going to treat it better than I did yesterday because I've been tracking and my goal is to continue to treat making it and treat it better. To say, you know what? Diet soda, sodas, caffeine, all of this, like that's not treating my body with respect. That's hurting my internal organs. Um, and it's going to lead me to pills and medicines down the line. So I'm going to drink more water. My goal is 90 ounces of water to fuel my body the right way. Great goal. My goal is to move so that I actually can move when God calls me to, not when he says, all right, Heather, move. I go, um, what? I can't get up the flight of stairs. You're calling me to move to a different state. You're calling me to move in my community. You're calling me to help rebuild this house. You're calling me to the orphans. You're calling me to the widows. I can't get off my couch right now because I've just been stuck sitting here. That's a great thing to move. 
And so often in this world, we're just driven by pleasure, right? All the things that make us feel good. Oh, I need to reward myself for being good today. That like is a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) You being good, your body working correctly, filtering through what it's supposed to filter through, not trying to break down foods and chemicals that were never supposed to be there. That's the reward. You being able to walk, you being able to go outside, you being able to be active, you being able to make better decisions. And then we go, oh, well, that was good today. So I'm going to poison myself. It's like, no, (laughs) food isn't a reward. Food isn't, isn't anything. Food is fuel. And that's, that's what it is. So we so often look at just pleasure, this instant pleasure. I need the dopamine hits. And we can go into this in a, a different thing, but the world itself is already tuning out our ability to focus on something. This live or this podcast is 35 to 40 minutes. Realistically, the typical adult can listen to maybe five minutes with full attention Kids now, their attention spans are under 60 seconds. Think about what TikTok is doing. Think about what all these reels are doing. 30 seconds or less, 30 seconds or less. Ooh, maybe you get a minute. If you've got someone big, they'll give you a minute of attention. 30 seconds or less, 30 seconds or less. And our attention span is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And we can't do that because we just need the next hit. We need the next dopamine hit. We need the next thing. We need the next this. We just need to stick on something and realize that pleasure isn't something that's called for us to have by the Lord. We're supposed to see the joy in all circumstances. We're supposed to search out and look for the beautiful things that will give us happiness, the flowers. You're supposed to stop and smell the flowers. You're supposed to look for the beautiful things that are going on with our eyes, not feed it chocolate. That's not the pleasure God is talking about. If it was, he wouldn't have just given the Israelites manna for 40 years, right? It's no, you can do this. It's proven. It's written in the Bible. You can. And nowhere in there is it ever beneficial for us to be like, well, I was good today. And I want something else, God. And God goes, no, you'll get your manna tomorrow. You'll get your manna tomorrow. You want to look for the good things? Look, open your eyes for the flowers. Open your eyes for the good acts. Open your eyes for a place to be a blessing and to give to someone else. The ability to delay or deny pleasure is the definition of maturity. It's what you should be uh, reaching for. Dave Ramsey said that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. The ability to delay pleasure is the definition of maturity. And giving into every little desire that you want is childish. It's infantile. It means you haven't matured in your faith. It means you haven't matured in your health. It means you haven't matured in your nutrition. And we don't just start there. I still have issues with this too almost this is this is disturbing like almost 25 years of being in the health industry 22 really after I've got my bachelor's on of being in this I still struggle with it it's not something that like goes away and we shouldn't be wishing it away right we shouldn't be like well once these five pounds are gone I'll be happy and it'll all be different I know I'll be happier when I'm in a size four because I was there before. No, you won't. We need to be able to get there for the right reasons. There's a reason you're not there anymore because you did it the wrong way. You didn't do it because you were honoring your body. You did it because you wanted something and you sacrificed and you deprived and you probably hurt your body more than you would have if you just had some McDonald's to begin with. You hurt your body doing it. You didn't fix how you were thinking about your goals and you got there in the wrong way. That's why we yo-yo. Well, I started a diet 
and I expect this to work immediately. I know that I'm almost 40, but if this doesn't work in two weeks and I don't see the scale move, it's not for me. Got to try something else. No, it is for you. Your body just needs to go through some little detoxing. We need to make different decisions. We need to mature in our faith. Kids do that, right? They throw tantrums when things don't work instantly. And we do that with our health and we do that with our nutrition and we do that from diet to diet to diet. Well, this isn't working. Moving on. No, it's not. Let's sit down and work through this together. Stop giving in to every desire. You know, maybe today it's, you know what? I don't need that triple whatever latte from Starbucks. In fact, I'm wasting a ton of money going there. The money I could use on a personal trainer and bettering my health, the money I could use on my nutritionist, the money I could use on, on buying quality food at the, at the grocery store is being thrown out in $7 increments to things to make you addicted that don't get you any closer to your goals. They just set you back. They keep you addicted to these wrong things. So we need to mature in our ability to delay pleasure. Yeah, you were good today. Good. Go to bed, brush your teeth. You don't need ice cream every time you had a good day. You don't need chips or whatever just because you had a salad for lunch. Like there, there doesn't have to be this balance. It can just be, I did great today. I'm really proud that the Lord gave me the strength to get through that really difficult time. And I know now that I, I did it then, I'll be able to do it again. And I'm going to move forward. Now I'm going to go to bed. And that's okay. Giving in to every pleasure and every time you think you deserve something. Like we want to do that for our kids, right? After a while, when my kids start getting A's in school, like I just expect you to do that now, right? Like the first few, like, yes this is good. You get a reward. We're going to go out. Great job. Now I expect that behavior. No, you've proven that we can do this and we can work through it and we can grow and we can get A's. Now you should do it. It's just like the walking example. Yes. We reward you when you start walking as kids, right? We celebrate you. We love it. It's so good. We celebrate you when you go to the bathroom on the potty. Could you imagine if we were still getting M&Ms every time we went pee as 38-year-olds? Like, great job. There's your M&Ms. But we do that with our lives and our health. Like, I was good today. I get some M&Ms. Like, no, at a certain point, you're just like, yes, obviously, you went pee on the potty, Heather. You're 38. Like, you should be going to the bathroom on your own. We don't need to reward these little things. Reward the, the bigger things. My reward is I ran that 5K that I signed up for the whole way. My reward is my body feels great. I haven't had IBS issues. I haven't had digestive issues. I haven't had all of these things. This is great. Why then would you reward yourself with the thing that hurt you in the first place? That makes no sense. But we do that. And in order to let more energy flow through you so you can be a blessing to others, what Jesus called us to be, he showed us the example of how to be a blessing to other people, even in really difficult situations. The last supper, he was still washing the disciples' feet, knowing in an hour or two, he was going to be nailed up to a cross for us. For nothing he did, but he was still serving others. We want to have energy to serve others. I want to have energy to be a blessing. I want to have a savings account built so that I can give to the people that are on the road or to the waitress that is struggling or to whomever. But I can't do that without a plan in place. I can't be better financially tomorrow than I was today if I don't look at my bank account. You can't be better in your business tomorrow than you were today if I don't have my spreadsheet. 
And I certainly can't be better in my nutrition and my exercise and my health tomorrow than I was today. If I don't have a guideline of where I want to be and of where I currently am at, we often want trash trucks. Uh, we often want God to be this instant God. And he is, he is an instant God in the snap of a finger. He can make miracles happen. He can change your life. You accept Christ, instant forgiveness, instant forgiveness. All of your past is washed clean, but guess what? We don't always view it that way. We're going to have to go through some process to remind us that we are not enough. We need to be dying to ourselves. When you have a vision, when you have a goal that's big enough, when you say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired doing this, when you get so sick and tired, that's when motivation comes and you go, I need to change. I have to change because doing this isn't working for me anymore. Motivation is the reason by definition or reasons one has for acting or behaving a certain way. So you cannot wait on motivation to come to cause you to have an action. You cannot wait for motivation to come for you to move. By definition, it is the outcome of you moving. Motivation is a byproduct of you moving. So I started working out and I work out every morning, not because I'm motivated to do it, because I started doing it and I feel better when I do it. And I know the outcomes of when I do it. So I do it. I do not work out to have a big butt <laughs> or to have toned thighs. I work out to gain my strength, to be able to balance my kids correctly, to have balance in my life, to get my mind right. Motivation is the desire or willingness to do something. But you have to start doing something to get the motivation to pull in. An easy way to get some, some goals on track is to just start with one thing. Set up a goal, whatever that may be. And it has to be more than a number and it has to be more than swimsuit season because guess what? If you're starting now looking to be your ideal swimsuit ready for this summer, that's unrealistic. That's not going to happen. We can think, you know, next summer <laughs> or we can think even two summers down the line because losing more than two pounds a week really isn't healthy. In fact, your doctor will ask you if you've lost more than 15 pounds a year, like, what happened to you? What's going on? This isn't defined as healthy. It's defined as rash or that you have a disease. So we should be moving, not for this summer. That's not going to get you there because you're not going to get there. Then you're going to be frustrated and think that it's you and it's not. It really is just that health is a lifelong thing and you should be getting better with age, right? We should be like wine. We're going to get better with age. And I want you to think, how bad do you want it? Such a silly thing. How bad do you want what you wrote down? Beach body. I guess I could take it or leave it. I don't really care. Okay. Then that's not a big enough goal. 30 pounds. How bad do you want it? I like it, but you know, it is what it is. That's not a big enough goal. You need a big goal. Jesus died for this body and I should probably honor it. I should probably fuel it correctly. I should probably treat it nice. I should stop talking negative to myself all day long. And you can, in an instant, stop those thoughts. They're going to come. You're going to have to work through some things, but you go, oh, no, not doing that. I hear you. Like I hear those voices trying to come in and tell me I'm not enough and I've tried it before and I never will be and all these things. No, I can still hear it, but I don't have to acknowledge and listen to it. I don't have to believe it for myself. How much do you want your goal? If it's not a 10, you're not moving. 
If it's not an eight or higher, you're not doing it. I ask almost every woman I talk to on here that says yes to the question coming in about coaching. How bad do you want it? On a scale of one to 10, how bad do you want it? If it's not an eight or more, you're not, you're not moving forward. You need a bigger goal, something bigger than you. And I want you to write that down today. What is my huge goal? What is it? What is it for me? Why do I want to get healthy? Why do I want to eat better? Why do I want to run a race? Why do I want to do anything? Because we can sign up for a marathon and go, I'm going to do it. But then four months in, you go, you know what? I really don't. And then you stop running and then we're off track. We need something bigger than that. The desire to change has to be bigger than your desire to stay the same where you're at. And then you need to expect that once you've spoken that, things are going to come in to test it. Everything in the Bible shows that we are going to be tested in our faith. We are going to be tested in our strength. We are going to be tested in our perseverance. We will be tested. So why then if I go, I want to get healthy, all of a sudden do I see all of the fast food lights around me or all of the chips that my kids didn't eat and they're going to go bad. So I really should just put them on my lunch plate. And we go, oh, setbacks. I guess I'm not meant to start. No, this is your setup. You are meant to start. This is your first test. And you don't have to pass every test to pass the exam. I didn't pass every test in college. I, I don't know anyone who did. Well, I, I do. <laughs> But I didn't pass every single test. And I'm not talking just on paper. I'm talking socially. I'm talking about decisions I made growing as an adult. I'm still, I'm not passing every test as a parent. That doesn't mean I'm not going to parent anymore. It means, all right, I'm going to learn from that and grow accordingly. I'm going to take this test and actually analyze it, not hate it, not belittle it, not go, well, it, I shouldn't have dealt with that. This is a joke. Like, uh, no, you're going to go, all right, chips in my pantry. Don't help me get to my goal. So my kids get like their lunch packs packed. That stays there. I'm motivated not to take my kids lunch, right? Like I have these bins of their snacks for each day. And it's not that I don't want to eat their said snacks. It's, I don't, want to take from their food. <laughs> so I'm motivated to not do it because they'll go, where's my chips? And I go, I ate them all. And they'll go, well, well now we have nothing to eat. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Motivation doesn't always have to start and come from like a huge, big idea either. Like we're motivated to brush our teeth because we don't want other people to have <laughs> bad breath in their face, or I don't want to get my teeth drilled, right? There can be a negative connotation attached to motivation. I'm brushing my teeth because I don't want needles in my face. Not a super fan of the dentist. I want to be in and out and then give me a thumbs up and, and I go, but if I pass or if I've passed that test at the dentist, I know that I'm on the right path and I continue. If I failed that test at the dentist and get a cavity, I know I need to floss more. I'm going to pivot and turn. I've got a brush a little longer. Maybe I need a different brush, maybe a different toothpaste. And we change things up. But with our health, we go, oh, I failed that test. Health isn't for me. And we just put our hands up and then we look for motivation and we have none because every test that's being given to us to build our motivation, to mature our motivation, to mature our strength, we just go childish and go, ah, well, it's not for me. Make sure the first thing to get your motivation is to determine how much you want the goal. If you wrote it down, and it's not an eight or a 10, guess what? You're, you're not going to move off of your couch. You're, you're just not. You're not going to get up earlier in the morning to do it. I want to live a long life. I want to set myself up to not be in a wheelchair. I want to be an active grandmother. I'm thinking about being a grandmother now as my kids are six and 12. That motivates me long-term. I want to be an active 75-year-old. I want to look like Coach K, 
right? I looked up his age and I was like, 75, stop talking to me. Go figure out what he's doing. (laughs) What's he doing? He looks great. But how many typical 75 year old Americans do we know that are in assisted living, that are in wheelchairs, that are on medications because of how they treated their body in their thirties and their forties and couldn't mature and get through that. My goal is big enough to get me moving. I want to be moving when I'm 75. I want to set myself up to still be able to be blessings to outreach partners and to help build homes and to do all these things for kids when I'm older. Set your goal big and then set a plan in place. Because saying I just want to be healthy when I'm 75 is great, but not having a plan in place doesn't really get us any closer. So what am I going to do? I'm going to log where I am today. I did zero exercise, zero movement. Tomorrow, I'm going to do five minutes. The biggest thing for me is small goals. And so often with my clients, they're like, this seems easy. It should. It should feel easy. So that when your first little speed bump comes, you go, oh, what was that? I go, that was a speed bump. That was a test. That was fine. What are we going to do with this test to learn? Because eventually you're going to be climbing a mountain. Eventually a big test is going to come. Eventually life is going to hit you hard and you're really going to be tested. How bad do I want this? Because life is really hard right now. How bad do I want to change? How bad do I not want to be in this current state anymore? But for me, a really easy thing that I did, and you can put this into anything. I wanted to do push-ups, and I didn't have the motivation to do push-ups for any other reason than my husband was doing them, and I wanted to beat him. Super competitive. <laughs> so uh, he started doing push-ups every night. I don't know his motivation for doing it, um, but I know that because he was doing it, I was doing it. And that's a thing for another day. Your actions motivate others to do things and influence others to do things more specifically your kids watching you do this like I don't have time I homeschool my kids I can't do that I homeschool my kids too they're doing their work right now I'm doing this live I just worked out like when they're working you have time you have to decide if it's worth giving up something else is your goal big enough for you to give up your Netflix time? Is your goal big enough for you to give up whatever time? Is your goal big enough for you to rearrange your priorities? If it's not, it's not big enough. Everything seems like it's urgent. It's not all urgent. Your laundry isn't urgent. It has to get done, but it's not urgent. So it can get done later. You can do your workout now. The dishes need to get done, but they're not urgent. You can do that, right, later. So push-ups. He um, and inspired me, not motivated me. He inspired me to do them. And he was doing like 25, 30. And the first time I did it, I was like, woof, I can get five done. So I started a week with five. Then the next week I was like, all right, I did five. I'm feeling better. I'm going to do 10. And I keep moving up every week, five more. You can do that with your runs. You can do that with your elliptical. You can do that with your walking. You can do that with your nutrition. You can do that with your food prep. You can start with your breakfast and then add on snacks. You can do that with anything. Stop thinking you need to get to 25 just because they're doing it that way, right? If I was like, well, I want to do push-ups. He's doing 25. I should be able to do 25. I would have quit because I can't do 25 right off the bat. It just wasn't possible. Now I'm doing 50 to 100 a night. He's still at 25 because he's, you know, content with that. And that's fine. But I'm increasing by five every week I do this. And I didn't start at 75. I didn't start at 50 push-ups. I started at five and grew from there. You don't have to start food prepping everything. All your meals for the entire week right now, you need to make breakfast. You need to figure out what you're having that's nutritious for breakfast. The rest of the day is fine. Let's start with breakfast. You don't need to be running a marathon right now. You need to start with a walk and getting outside for five minutes and going, yeah, it's raining, but here I am. I've got a goal in mind. I see people running in hurricanes here 
in North Carolina. Their goal is bigger than them. Their goal is bigger than cold weather. Their goal is bigger than situations that come at them. Their goal is bigger than the conditions that surround them. It's bigger. Your goal needs to be bigger than that. And you know what? I hear cold weather all the time. Like Under Armour and all these places like have technology that keep you warm, long sleeves, fun earmuffs. And they have stuff that keeps you cool in the summer and sunscreen. Like who would have known? Stop using these little minuscule things as reasons to not and use them as reasons to grow. You are not going to be there tomorrow. You're not going to lose a hundred pounds overnight. Start with one and then start with being okay when you gain. I gained weight. It's okay. It's okay. Moving forward because the number isn't my only reason to move. It's a great assessment of how I'm doing, but it's not my only reason for moving. I'm still going to serve God, whether I'm 200 pounds or I'm 120 pounds. I'm going to serve God, whether I gained three pounds this week or I lost a pound and a half this week. I'm still going to be doing God's work that he has called me to do that I'm purposeful and passionate about whether I am bloated or I'm not, whether my jeans fit or they don't. That's not going to stop me from moving forward. We want to move forward. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that it was encouraging. We need a way to track where we were yesterday so we can be better today. And we need a way to track where we wanna be so that we can take steps today to encourage us to be better tomorrow. And we need to know that doing this is going to lead to tests coming. Second Corinthians 12 and nine. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more glory of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Where your trials come, God is with you. Where your test comes, God is with you. Where you feel broken, God is with you. Stop pushing it away to do it yourself. God is with you. Celebrate in those times. Stop doing it for selfish reasons, just for yourself. Um, Matthew 19, 26, but Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Stop doing it for your selfish, self-centered reasons and do it because God gave you this body. This is a blessing and an opportunity and something that is not a given to be living this life, to be having a body just because there's millions of us around billions on the planet does not mean that this is not a blessing. This isn't a, a given to everybody. We are chosen to be here. We are chosen and we are to be steadfast moving forward, not zero to 60 done over with. We are to be steadfast. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, I'm adding it in, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. When our goals involve Jesus and being bigger than ourselves and more than the scale and more than a number and more than beach body feelings, when we're working for the Lord, our labor and our work is never in vain. Getting healthy takes work. Fixing your meal plan takes work. Getting exercise physically actually is work. You have to do work. Putting money in your savings account takes you working, right? But when you do it for just numbers in your bank account and numbers on the scale, it's always for nothing. Know that when you work for the Lord, your labor and your pain and your testing is not in vain. Stop leaning on the world. Stop leaning on YouTube. Stop leaning on Facebook. Stop leaning on pills. Stop leaning on all this stuff and lean into him for understanding. I hope that this was helpful. 
um, and know that motivation is not going to get you off the couch, but motivation is what keeps you getting off the couch. You need to do an action to get your motivation first. God is going to supply you with that when you lean into him for moving, when you lean into him for doing this, your body is a temple. Let's start treating it that way. Let's treat it like Solomon's temple made from gold and all of these things. You are that temple. Treat it like that. Fuel it like that. Stop drinking a bunch of sodas that you're looking for energy and just go take a nap. It's okay. And let your motivation come from something that's bigger than you. If you want to break down and learn about my methodized mom program and put these things into action with support from not only me, but my fellow coaches and group of women that are going through this too, you can comment below motivation and I'll reach out to you about what that looks like to be coached in my methodized mom program, how we move through it. You'll see a bunch of posts up about it. This week, we are having a launch. I'm only opening the program to 10 women because it is very specialized. It is very intense and it involves a lot of us chatting back and forth. So there'll be 10 lucky ladies um, that will be invited into the program. You have to go on a call with me, make sure that we're a good fit, make sure that you're ready to move into something like this. But there'll be 10 people that get to start on this program this week. And I am super excited um, to be doing that. So if you're ready to start that conversation, invest in your health, invest in a future and invest in more than just a beach body outcome for your health, you can comment motivation below and we can talk for now. I hope you ladies have an amazing rest of your Monday, an amazing rest of the week, and I will talk to you soon. Go make those goals. I'll talk to you later.